Okay, so one of the things that we saw, I saw a post, and the post was about a lady asking um, men, like, what are the things that uh, women aren't ready to hear uh, from from guys? So one guy got on in his post was saying that their mothers, black mothers, are not willing to hear that uh, some of the reason why a lot of black men hate women in general is really because they're harboring anger towards their moms. And the reason is because a lot of black women in raising their sons were very abusive. That, that's what he said. So a lot of, he said that they were very abusive, whether intentional or unintentional. He did not specify physical abuse. He just said very abusive. So a lot of men grew up not getting the love and affection that they feel like they should have gotten from their moms. And instead of having that heart to heart with their moms, they just have a resentment for black women as a whole. So. Yeah, so that's what he was saying. He wasn't saying that it was physical abuse necessarily, but that um, when they were being raised by single moms, they so, were enduring abuse. So my opinion about his statement is, you know, with me being a single mom, mm -hmm. I, I don't feel that it's abuse. It's just with being a single mom and you don't have that extra parent to help out, Mm -hmm. Abuse could be yelling and yeah. fussing, mm -hmm. and it's not that you're trying to do it, right. but when you have a lot going on, you're juggling finances, a job, raising that child, making sure it's food and shelter, clothes on that child's back, it comes across as anger because my six-year-old actually be like, Mommy, it's okay, calm down, mm -hmm. and it's like, when you're having to tell a young male that's a little boy something two, three, four times, you know. It's frustrating. It, it's frustrating, but at the same time, like I have to explain to him, no, mommy is not frustrated. Mommy is not mad. Right. You know, and the thing is, is like, I'm trying to teach you, you know, when I tell you something one time or two times, you need to do it right. then. And I use the example of, you know, hey, you see how you see a lot of these people with the police, mm -hmm. be, you know, the police don't comply. You don't comply the first time. The second time, they're throwing you on the ground. Mm -hmm. they're, they're handcuffing you. Mm -hmm. So you, when I tell you to do something the first time, do it. Yep. Not that mommy is going to get you hurt, but you can get in front of a police officer or the wrong person. And when you don't do it the first time, they're gonna hurt you. Right. So you know it's it's different types of abuse as we know. Right. Yes, I do spank, and mm -hmm. I don't do a lot of spanking because you know, you know, violence beget violence. Right. So, and a lot of times spanking don't work. True. So you have to take things away. But no, I don't feel that that's a um, reason for males to, you know, have like a hatred for black. For black women, so I, because black women, we're the ones that are basically raising our boys. You know, right. if you look at it, true, and that's so. That's the the point that I touched on. I feel like it's not necessarily. I don't want to say that because what I took from the young man's post was that, for instance, uh, we always see this dynamic of the black woman being angry at mm -hmm. the son because she he reminds her no. of the man and taking that out and that's always no. the narrative that people want to push no but a lot of times because you're a woman and if you've never been around me you don't know what it is to raise a son so you're doing your best based off of things that you hear and see in society and you don't want your son to appear like a punk you don't want him to be soft i have heard people give women suggestions of oh mm -hmm. you need to punch him in his chest no to me that's too much no and my but thing if is that's all you have been heard or taught or know then like you said violence begets violence mm -hmm. and if this woman doesn't know any better especially nowadays where we're having young women mm -hmm. young girls having little boys having babies and, and the guys off somewhere yeah and they don't even know they don't know anything is i'm the opposite i was raised in the house with my father then mm -hmm. i'm the only girl so i've only been around 
boys that now are men, and mm-hmm. I watched them grow up to be men. So and they are, and they are great fathers. So yeah. yeah, and they are great fathers. So I know how to, you know, raise a son. Raise a son. Right. You know, I'm raising my son to be responsible. Mm-hmm. So no, you don't rely on a woman to cook and clean for you. You need to know how to do those things for yourself. And I'm starting him now as a six-year-old boy, understanding that you have to be self-sufficient. Right. That you're not relying on mommy to go and pick up your toys or to put your clothes in the dirty clothes. Because one day you're going to be a teenage male. You're going to be an adult male. And mommy may not be here to do it for you. And you might get... A woman that does not know how to do those things, mm-hmm. you might get a lazy woman that know how to do the things that just won't and do, it. Won't do it. Right. So you know, my my whole aspect of yes, I understand. No, I don't want a soft little boy. Mm-hmm. I don't want a little boy crying all the time. But if that's something that he does, that's his personality. Then I can't do anything about it. I'm right. not gonna punch it out of him. Right. I'm not gonna beat it in him or nothing like that. But at the same time, it's. I can't raise a boy to be a man. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I just have to use common sense to know, okay, this is the um, young man that I want him to be. And I right. pray that he's a God-fearing man mm-hmm. and that I want him to, you know, have the best. So I start with now, it's like the best education I can give him, mm-hmm. possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, just getting him more exposed to... Um, different surroundings, mm-hmm. different people, different things, you know, um, and my most, my number one thing is teaching him to be respectful. Mm-hmm. He's six years old. You ought to see when we go to grocery stores or a store, he opens the door and holds it open for me. And I see like, you know, older men or they be like, yes, that's right, young man. That's mm-hmm. right. And it's like, those are the type of things that I saw growing up, you know, you're supposed to hold the door for a woman mm-hmm. or a girl. So I'm teaching him those things because his father is not around mm-hmm. to show him those things. So, you know, it just depends on just that mom's upbringing as right. well. If Definitely. she was around, ain't shit, dudes. If she was abused by males, mm-hmm. it just it just depends on how she's gonna. Um, Right. Raise him. It That's depends true. on you know if she's gonna call him a little bitch ass nigga. You know, yep. you know how some women do. And yep. then you gotta think about it. When you are a child raising a child, mm-hmm. you all you know how to do all is you know how is to be child. raise another child. That's true. So the thing is, I was a fully adult mm-hmm. having my son, so I already knew the do's and don'ts of what I wanted to and expected to see out of my kid. Which makes sense because to me, I feel like the difference in the way you're raising your son and you said it, you're raising him to be uh, respectful and mm-hmm. efficient, like being able, responsible, respectful and responsible. That's right? And that's your focus. But a lot of, a lot of, especially young girls, all I ever hear is, I don't want, I'm, he ain't going to be no punk. And so. And what is, what, and that, my whole thing is, what you mean you don't want to be no punk? What is a punk? I don't, you know, like what? What is their definition of a punk? See, and for unfortunately for black people, is is any type of emotion, any, any type, type of weakness or weakness or anything. But and no, it, it's not that. That's you know one thing that we as people fail to realize: boy, little boys, teenage male, adult males, they have, they have feelings yes. as well. Yes. And they so, need nurturing and, they need that and nurturing and care. And here's an old saying, women raise their daughters and baby their sons. Mm-hmm. But that depends mm-hmm. on that woman. True. So my thing is, you know, we raise our sons as well. Because we should, yeah. I look at it like this. I'm a single mom. I only have this one child. Mm-hmm. Guess who's going to have to take care of me one day? Your baby. So, if I raise an ancient-ass, soft-ass, punk-ass kid that I'm not teaching him no responsibility Just to be and no respect, what the fuck you think he gonna do to me? Leave you there. He got work by himself. Guess what my baby told me? Nursing home. Listen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me, you want me to tell you? I spanked my son one day. Uh-huh. He was so angry. And he was four uh-huh. at the time. 
And he looked up at me and he was so serious with tears running down his face. And he was like, Mama, one day I'm going to be a grown man and you're going to be an old, old lady. And I'm going to whoop your ass the same way you would lie. Which makes me think, like, is this not what little boys are feeling when their moms are so aggressive but and wait so a minute. dominant? So like, what I and had, then they take it out on us? But I had to do was jack him up, tear that ass up again. Right. And I was looking at we him and said, and I looked and I was like, listen, if you're thinking now at your age that you're gonna whoop my ass when I get old, when I don't, I'm not able to defend myself. You made it twisted. So you gonna remember this? <laughs> whooping today uh-huh. to never lift your hands at me right after all the hard work i've done so with that being said it just depends on the age of the woman how the woman was raised right. if she was raised around men if she was abused if you know my thing is i never take out yeah, or any my anger on him i never the only thing that i regret ever letting my son see me do was grieve mm-hmm. and go through my depression when I lost my mom. So, you know, now he's always, Mommy, you okay? He's concerned. Uh-huh. And he didn't like that because I was always in the bed. I was always crying. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't cut my hair. All I did was go to work, come home, and just was in a dark room. Uh-huh. He saw that because he was in that dark room with me. So, basically, he was depressed with me. Right. And I took away those years from him. And, you know... Mothers, we have to be careful. That's why you have to be careful who you're dating, who you bring around your kids. Yep. You, you, everything that we do, our kids see. And I was raised like my mom used to always tell my aunt, "You are not. Don't allow your children to see the dirt that you do, because one day they're gonna be wanting to do the same dirt, and they're gonna throw it back up in your face." Yeah, they're not gonna hear you when you say. And that's one thing that you don't want your children to do is say. You did it. Why can't I? Right. Because they going to do it and then times 10. They're going to add Absolutely. To it. Absolutely. So, you know, it's just it just depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, I, I don't ever, ever want my son to be anything like his dad. But I never talk negative. I had to catch myself one time mm-hmm. because uh, my son asked, where's my daddy? Mm-hmm. And I told him, your daddy's in hell. <laughs> and he was like, where's hell? And I said, it's all the way down on the ground. And he was like, well, can I go? I said, no, because it's really hot down there. And you don't want to go. I said, well, how did he get to hell? And I said, because he tell lies. You know, he does this, he does that. And I shouldn't have done that. Right. Because, right. you know, not thinking that, that, that my son was going to remember it. You know, uh-huh. his dad proceeds to call like months later. Uh-oh. And he was like, you know... Where you? Where are you at? And and no, no. My son asked him, "Daddy, why you live in hell?" <laughs> and I could just hear his dad on the um, phone oh, saying, "What?" He said, "Why do you live in hell?" And he was like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "You ain't getting tired of being high, you know." <laughs> so he asked him this, and so then his dad started saying, "Let me talk to your oh, mom." And I was like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Nigga, what you gonna tell him?" Uh-huh. And I was like, well, you know, the lies and stuff. He was like, well, what me and you got going on don't make you tell him. Uh-huh. And it's like, my thing is, so in order for me not to tell him that, don't make him broken promises. Because right. one thing about mommy, you. yeah, one thing about me, mommy, when I say that I'm going to do something, I, I damn near break my neck yes. to do it. I, if I see that I cannot do it, guess what? I let him know, look, it's not going to happen this time, but when mommy get the opportunity, we're going to do it. I say, oh, you promised him a PlayStation, you promised him this, you promised him that, and then we look around, nothing. nothing. I say, so don't do that. If you know you can't do it, and if you you can't do it, don't volunteer it, because he's not asking you for it. You're volunteering it. So that's one thing. I don't ever want my child to say that he asked for something or you said you was going to give him something and you're not giving it to him. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we don't do. That's right. why I bust my butt to work yes. to make sure, you know, not only that my child has some of the things that he wants, but to make sure he have his needs. Mm-hmm. Because I don't ever want him to grow up to be one of those kids that's out here searching and seeking and trying to get things that he didn't get when he was younger right. that he wanted. Right. So... That's that's all I look at. But no, I don't talk bad to him about his dad. 
Where's my dad? He in school. He at work. I, like, I don't know. I know. I, I, I know where he is, but I'm not going to tell him the truth. Yeah, he, he is in somebody's college, the uh, correctional department of the state of Georgia. That's where he is. Chime in on it. Are you good? How you feel? Uh, about about the raising mothers raising. Yeah, that's why I right? let. Because you lived That's why I let her do her part because you know she's coming from a black uh-huh. mother, yeah. a single black mother, and she's raising the son. But in regards to his post, like I said earlier, I feel like. The angry black woman and raising sons, it do come from that, oh, I don't want my son to be soft. He shouldn't be crying and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But that goes hand in hand with black people are very homophobic mm-hmm. and have fears of gay people right. to the point they won't love their son the way they should be loved. Because Absolutely. my 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 son shouldn't have emotions. My son shouldn't be gay. Right. So I feel like that's ignorant. Okay. Is fuck. I have to agree. Let me ask you this though. Do you think that that lack of um, I'm gonna say it this way. Piggybacking off of what you said about feeling like being loving, being nurturing, just allowing your son to have and express his emotions. Do you think that the fear, like, you know, the, the, the saying you create the thing that you fear? Mm-hmm. Do you think that because a lot of, there is a lot of homophobia in the black community and a lot of maybe mothers and fathers, to you know, to be mm-hmm. honest, are not as emotionally available and don't allow their sons to express those emotions. Do you think that that actually has the opposite effect and cause, um, guys to seek out affection wherever they find it yes and no okay i won't say seek out to find affection wherever they you know wherever it comes from Mm -hmm. because it seems like when it comes to emotions guys are tougher to show emotions Mm -hmm. than females are Mm -hmm. that's why you have more guys that don't know how to love okay or don't know when someone's actually loving them because they never got it yep they never got it. So that's how you do end up with ain't shit ass niggas because yes. it's like, who the fuck loved me as a child? Right. Nobody showed me this. You mad at me because, you know, I'm not doing my daddy duties of taking care of my child mm-hmm. and this and that. But I don't feel bad because, you know, my father skipped throughout my whole life without doing it. So what's, what's the, the problem? problem? Yeah, like what, what? What's the problem? Exactly. What the fuck is the big deal on my end? And I feel like it completely... That completely shows why the measure of love for a lot of black men is how much he can put that female through and how long she stays. Because for him, he endured nothing but hell and high water growing up, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing but he just took crap after crap after crap after crap. But he loves his mom. He loves his dad. He loves his family, right? That That is just innate for a child. Yeah, that's that, innately going to happen. So for him, if all he is seeing is, for lack of a better term, abuse, be it physical, emotional, mental, whatever, he, he still loves his mom. So it, he's going to correlate abuse with love and thusly abuse whoever he's with. And if she stays like he had to stay, then eventually he says, "Well, this is love, like right? yeah, and you must love me." And even if he's not, even if he's not physically abusive, coming to mm-hmm. house, beating you up and shit, right. that he's not, he's not that bad. that emotional shit is just as bad yes, as the motherfucker putting their hands on. Yes, it is. Because when you're with somebody and you love that person, but yet you're alone while with somebody, mm-hmm. that shit is a dark spot. Oh my god! Because it's like. It's like you have that cloud that's following that's following you around so you can't find happiness yes. because you want to be happy because you love somebody and you with somebody who you want to be happy with right. but it's just not happening. That person don't see it. And it could it could be numerous reasons cuz I'm not taking up for nobody because in the end when you become an adult, you do become your own fucking person. Right. But at the same time, a lot of things that you see 
as a child mm -hmm. does travel to you of as course. an adult. And even if it's not in the front of your mind, like, okay, maybe I'm this way mm -hmm. because this was happening as a child, a lot of that shit does lie dormant in like a layer of your subconscious. Yes. And that's true. And it, it's playing a factor, but you won't know it's playing a factor because it's not even on your mind. It's mm -hmm. like something just. It's you know, a it's a response, natural response. It, at that it, point it's a time. natural response because it's something or within your subconscious. In your yeah. subconscious, so it's like, yeah, that that that's how that come about. And for for a black woman to not want to love their child because the fear of them being gay, I would never fucking understand that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you have to understand being the black community is so much you. With me being gay, I feel like there's more homophobia in the black community than there is being, you know, in, being, in, 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 in any other, other fucking race. Okay. The black community in general, I don't give a fuck ethnicity, none of that. The black community in general, homophobia mm -hmm. is sky high. Mm -hmm. So with your son growing up being gay because, you know, you love him and this and that, and now you don't want to love him because he's gay. Mm. Your child still have to have the fear of fucking white people because he's black, mm -hmm. and then your child has to have the the fear and that that feeling of being lost because the family disowned them mm -hmm. because they're gay. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and that's a leading cause of fucking suicide in mm. a lot of homosexuality. So it's like, no safe space. There, there's no safe space. So you rather your child be empty and kill themselves in this world than for you to fucking love them unconditionally like you're supposed to as a fucking parent mm -hmm. so so as a single black mother yeah you, i'm more than sure a single black mother you're gonna have your days where you're frustrated you're gonna have your days where you don't even feel like you want to deal with your own fucking kids mm -hmm. you don't want to wake up to your own fucking life at times mm -hmm. but it's like when you bring life you have to manage your life and the life you brought into that's true so all all that other shit right and, and and i completely understand what you're saying and so i'm gonna take everything that we talked about and i'm gonna just speak on a single black mother because for me uh i was married first right so there was two of us and then that that, that dynamic changed so being in a two-parent household raising my girls and then having a having to go through a divorce and then having their dad just completely disappear. I've had to live on both sides of that fence. Mm -hmm. I feel like a couple of things happen. Now, I don't have boys. And I have to be completely honest. If I had to raise boys, I would be lost. Um, I would be lost. Like, even with my girls, I was told I was too affectionate with them. I was too loving with them. Oh, you, she's crying. Tell her to shut up. She don't need to be crying about everything. But that, for me, it's my children i want my children to feel listened to i want them to feel like i want them to know it's okay to cry but after you finish you dry your eyes and we're gonna figure out how to get back up mm -hmm. but crying is a natural part of emotional health so with raising girls people had something to say but they were a lot more i feel lenient with me telling them to get out my business than they would be if I were raising boys. I feel like they definitely would be saying stuff like, oh, you gonna raise punks, he gonna be X, Y, Z, he gonna be gay, he gonna be whatever because of what you're doing to him. I always stuck up under your teeth, you know, stuff like that mm -hmm. that people say. But as a single mom, I think this topic, we cannot do it justice without covering the fact that yes, I do believe that there are times when we are abusive, whether it be out of fear, whether it be out of um, not knowing how to raise boys or whether it is because that child, we're angry. Maybe it's fear in the fact that I, if I got to raise my son to be strong and um, I don't know how to do that. Instead of raising him, like Shamik said, raising her son to be responsible, there's strength in responsibility. Raising him to be respectful, there's strength in that too. But a lot of times in the black community, we don't see that. So for a lot of women, they want to raise their son to be strong, and that means he ain't going to be no punk, which means he needs to always appear to be tough. And I think we take that completely left sometimes. When I say that we raise our, well, out of just ignorance, like I said, for me, I wouldn't know where to begin to raise a, raise a son. But I'm old enough to know, A, that I don't know, and B, that I need to seek help and guidance from, from what I deem to be 
strong, responsible, independent, well off, mentally stable men. Alright, so and so I didn't get my my boo side while he was on here. Your well, boo side. Yeah, my baby. Oh, okay, yeah. There so he. But he said how he was feeling. Hold on, let me finish my what I was thinking of. But for me, the the last end of it would be that um. Well, I covered. We didn't know how. If you don't know how to raise your son, true. Um, I covered being afraid. Um, because you don't want to quote unquote raise a punk. You want him to be strong and and self sufficient. And the last part of it, for me, is just um, you have a fear or an anger towards that child's other parent, right? And so all you can see, some women can't get past how they were done wrong or how they felt they were done wrong or what they feel like this man should or should not be doing. And some of it is anger for feeling like they got left with this burden unfairly but and they take it out on their children. I don't look at it as being a burden. But you wouldn't. But you have no, the, the no, wherewithal to know better. I, I could have I could have felt like it was a mm-hmm. burden, but I didn't allow myself to because instead of it being a burden, he was my blessing. Yes. Um because, you know, just with everything that's happened or look at look, look at it. But just, um just, so Derek kind of channeled it into um, being abusive out of fear of homophobia. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that ties into the I don't want to raise no punk. But that's what I'm asking. What do you mean by raising the punk? See, and when, see, when they say punk. That's why I keep asking that. Yeah, uh-huh. when, when, when they, when, see, your punk is just bitch-ass nigga who A ain't holding guy. his shit down. Yeah, right. Not somebody who just ain't holding their shit down, irresponsible ass. Yeah, because there's different types of punk. Yeah. Now, their punk in the black community, of course, would be me. Oh, you a sissy, you soft, you gay. But did, but did your mama have anything to do with it? but that's the thing. Right. No. That's the thing. But when a you don't of, know any better, right. you, you, you don't know somebody any better. to blame. They oh. blame the mothers. He crying. You gonna baby him up. He this. It's a fucking child, and kids do come with emotions. Yes, they do. Wait a minute. I'm going to tell y'all right now. My baby's six years old, mm-hmm. and he's a boy. Mm-hmm. And he be like, Mommy, up me, and I still pick him yes, the fuck ma'am. up. Yes, ma'am. Because guess what? You are a adult way longer than your child, so I want him to stay a Cody, child. Mm-hmm. Up. Yeah. I, I know. I pick my baby up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be picking him up. That, we can hug up, but no one's picking him up. I pick him up. He'd be like, Mommy, up me, and I'll pick him up. Mm-hmm. Now he done got taller than he almost talked to me as you asked Derek. So oh, I, Lord. I put him on my back. Come on, get yep. up. I'm I can't do that. He's too big. Yeah. See, with my up. little girls, yeah. they want the rough house a little bit. And I can't pick them up and toss them around mm-hmm. like their daddy used to or like he would do if he yeah. was around. So I try. So I'll grab them and try to sling them across the bed yeah. one or two times. That's all I got in me. My thing but, is, oh, you're not making your son soft as far as that type of punk. So I don't even look at it like that because right. how me as a mother is going to be like, well, I'm just going to punk him down. He's going to be a little softy. And just because right. he's crying, oh, I'm hugging him. No, no, that's one problem that we have in our black society yes. is that we don't nurture yes. and hug our men, our yes. boys. Yes. That's and they're the not problem. allowed that's to why show me emotion. and Derek, we hug every morning. Mm-hmm. I don't constitute that to being because he was but even if Derek would say that he'd be fucking bitches left and right, <laughs> I would still be hugging him every morning. Because there's a different love. It's a different and it's a love between, that people need. Yes. And I there's can There's a motherly love it's that you only gonna get. When you around your mama, don't your mama be hugging on you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I can tell he's he's one of those he's one of those type people that when he see you he want those he want you to do this yes he want you to hug him because sometimes that 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 love that you're taught goes a long yes. way mm-hmm. because it's sometimes telling. some people be having fucked up days and yep. you don't know what? how nobody morning started out yep. and just just by doing this i mm-hmm. might be like you know what right. that physical okay. touch so, is healing so whether your child grow up gay or not understand teaching your child to be compassionate and yes. you know, understand mm-hmm. someone else's feelings to a certain extent mm-hmm. goes a long fucking way. Yeah. Because your child can literally make somebody else's day better than what it is with a simple fucking hug and showing That's compassion. It. True. And look. And, and my thing is, like, I teach my son, even now he's six, 
just because a person is different from you, mm-hmm. don't make it bad. Right. So, right. like, I explained to him. Like, I'm going to give you all a good example. A little boy that was in his swim class on the Wednesdays, no longer we do those classes, so we mm-hmm. don't see him anymore. He was autistic. He was mm-hmm. eight years old. He was speechless. You know, he's like, oh, okay. you know, black yeah. little boy, cute as he wanted to be. And, you know, um, the little boy, um, he's the only child himself. Mm-hmm. So it was a toy, and the teacher told Cody he could have, but Cody, the little boy took it, and Cody was like, he, that's mine. <laughs> and I had to explain yeah. to him, look, Cody, yeah. Malcolm is Some autistic, uh-huh. but here's the thing. At the pool, nothing's yours. Mm-hmm. You share. Mm-hmm. Well, why he don't talk? Well, listen, everybody communicates different. He just doesn't use words. Mm-hmm. So, you don't look at him any different. He's the same little boy just as you. Mm-hmm. And even like with my next door neighbor. My next door neighbor is homosexual. Mm-hmm. I've been knowing it ever since I was a little bitty girl. Mm-hmm. But... Before he started acting stupid, if anybody would fuck with him, mm-hmm. my brothers would beat their motherfucking ass. Yeah. You know, somebody said they're going to beat, fuck with Mike, mm-hmm. they would get their asses towed out the mm-hmm. frame. <laughs> but it's not because of, you know, no, you know, we homophobic. No, it was none of that. My mama never taught us anything. His sexuality has nothing to do with who how we treat him and who he is as a person. Yes. You know, he's a man just like everybody else. Right. It's just his preference of who he wants to be with is totally different. And, and that's none fine. Of my business. It's no one's business. It's nobody's business who dare sleep with, you sleep with, mm-hmm. or I sleep with. Right. I can sleep with a whole gang of, I can have 10 pillows in my bed. Mm-hmm. And I can say, that's my companion. That's what I'm fucking. Yeah, it ain't, ain't nobody's business. business. Right. Exactly. Who dare love? If he love him, I like him. I ain't mm-hmm. got no problem with it. Mm-hmm. That ain't, I ain't got to do what he do to mm-hmm. still be able to say, this my damn nephew. Right. I'm not ashamed or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. He is who he is. He's what he is. Until he start coming in here acting like a motherfucking fool. <laughs> then that's when me and him going to have issues. He come in here acting like he ain't got no motherfucking sense. Then it's a problem. It's a problem. Then it's, it's not. A, and listen, and guess what? The problem ain't with who he's sleeping with is with him coming in here acting the fool. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But back to that, you know, you raising a punk or a sissy, that ain't what we doing. Right. We're not going to do that. You because Derek that. mama, that's his, that's her first child. Mm-hmm. You think his mama walk around saying, my baby could be, he could be a little sissy Monday. Mm-mm. Fuck no. My thing and, is And like even is- when, like when he told me the story of how long it took him to tell his mama mm-hmm. with the type of relationship he told me that him and his mama has always had mm-hmm. his entire life. I almost broke down in tears because he didn't even want to go tell his mama. Mm-hmm. Because that's an internal struggle. Because it's just that fear. Because you know, with being a black gay male, your family will literally turn on you. Yeah. So you can go from getting all that love and shit as a child, but as soon as you become an adult, uh, you know, a teen, and you decide you want to tell your family that, then a lot of people will turn their backs on you. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's hard as fuck, like I say, being a black male in America as it is, because you have to deal with the race mm-hmm. and white people always judging you and criticizing mm-hmm. you and, you know, making stereotypes of what, you know, the black race is black as race a whole. Shit already. And right. then you have to deal with the homophobia and hatred from your own black community because of your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So it's like at some point you have to be loved at some fucking Somewhere, point. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. At some point, you have to be loved. Like One thing about the people here in the U.S., you could go across seas or wherever. It's not an issue with sexuality. It's just here in this country. Well, they make it a big deal. Like, my thing is, I have more issues with a motherfucker walking around with a damn fucked up attitude that's hating me because of my skin complexion mm-hmm. or my color or my race or what the fuck ever they want to say mm-hmm. but you more so worried about me, who this motherfucker right here or right there is sleeping with is not i don't care what you do behind closed doors mm-hmm. and that's what that's how people should be stay out of people's business mm-hmm. like i have my thing is i know his preference is not going to jump on me right now, if I if I become a lesbian today or tomorrow, it's not gonna be because of one of these bitches. But I don't know. You had that hunching on pillows. You said no. I just <laughs> like pillows. If you even look at my baby's bed, my, my baby, baby got like four, five I'm pillows. I'm gonna get you a pillow for I'm, your birthday. I'm a pillow person. My <laughs> bed got money. I get love you a them. pillow. And Derek got a lot of pillows too. I don't want but you to look, be no, I think, like, no how do you? Look at all the pillows. Look, look at all the pillows on my baby bed. I see. 
we fix this though? Because at the end of the day, our black men need it ain't fixing need love, and I mean, I'm not talking about sexual love. I'm talking about heartfelt, nurturing. Healing, compassionate, and all, just safe and all space from, to be yourself. To that unload, all stems to from unpack. when they were a child, child. and a baby. Yeah, if okay. that baby is crying, love on that baby. Yeah. Understand that kinetic energy, that body to body. That's you why they do that when they're first fucking born. Yes. yes. That's why they do that when they're first born. Because that you, you are that child's lifeline. Right. Outside forever. the umbilical cord. Right. Forever. But forever. You mm-hmm. are that child's lifeline. Mm-hmm. Yep. You feed that child. You love that child. You clothe that child. You house that, cla- you take that care child. Of him. Every everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't feel like you giving your child a certain type of love gonna make your child a certain, a certain way. way. Mm-hmm. You not giving that child love is going to make a child a certain fucking way. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give y'all a good example with my son's father. He's the baby. Mm-hmm. He has a sister, and then it's him. Mm-hmm. So. He had a regular life until he was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And his mom decides she's going to start fucking his dad's first cousin. Oh, wow. Okay. So then she decides, okay, me and this man, we're going to leave out all stuff and we're moving to wherever the fuck we're going to move to. Uh-huh. So when she leaves, she leaves without the kids and oh. left him and his sister with their dad. Uh-huh. They did not know where their mom was until he was like 18. Mm-hmm. And during that time frame of wanting his mom, because now his dad going through depression, he dating this bitch, that bitch. Mm-hmm. Then now his dad too busy for him. So now his dad goes send him to some of his mom's people, like her cousins and her grandmother and shit like that. So people are not going to treat your kids the way you treat them. Right. So they basically mistreated him. Uh-huh. So, when he decided, you know, hey, he didn't do shit in school or anything, so he decided to steal a car, and he heard his mama was here in Atlanta, he moved to Atlanta, and got in the streets, you know, do what the street nigga shit do, but Mm -hmm. you're a country ass nigga, Mm -hmm. you know, when I tell you has the sweetest heart in this world, would help anybody, give his last, but when it comes to Wanting a family, oh, he wants a family, desires it, loves kids, Mm -hmm. but once he gets it, he runs from it Mm -hmm. because that's what he saw the person that's been nurturing him left him. Right. And when he and I first started dating, when we really made the official that, hey, we're together, Mm -hmm. he had one of the biggest arguments with his mom that I felt was, like, inappropriate because I didn't feel I should have been there when he just went off uh-huh. and his thing was you just left me yeah oh God. you left me you know he, he i mean he used some harsh words to her he called her you know, you know bitches and you know you was fucking you know whoever the man name was and mm-hmm. you left him for us oh, you left, left us, us for him, him and mm-hmm. you're doing the same thing now still with you know different men and stuff like that but you gotta look at it too you gotta look at she didn't know how to be a parent herself because it's a generational curse. Mm-hmm. And like I explained to him about with our kid, because my son has older brothers. He got a brother that's a fucking fireman. Oh, wow. Cody okay. has older brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he did them. He used to always, like, when we was together, he used to cry, like, dang, it's Father's Day. You know, I'm here with my kids. Mm-hmm. I want to see my kids. I want to spend time with them. But, you know, the other girl, she wouldn't let him, you know, fool with the two boys. Wow. And... You know, like, he's not a bad person, but at the same time, he don't know how to be a bad, parent. Yeah. Because the generational curse comes from her Nobody mom. His, mom his mama's mama left her okay. as a kid. And then she She did. moved all the way across country to California. It was, she had six kids. She took the three youngest ones with her to L.A. and left the three oldest ones in Valdosta. Wow. When this lady died... Her three siblings, the younger ones, mm-hmm. didn't even know about the other three in Valdosta. Oh, on her obituary, she did not. Her name was not on her mom's obituary. The lady's husband did not know. Son, where the other one at? Want me to get? So, in conclusion, on this topic of 
mothers, single moms being put in a position where they have to raise uh, black men or men in general, but um, for the black community. This is what I have to say. I feel like I would be remiss to discuss everything that we discuss, myself and my friends, and not say that the burden should never, never lie solely on the woman to raise children. And unfortunately, when that dynamic, when the parental dynamic is out of balance, then you're going to have children that are products of that unbalanced environment that are not going to be fully developed. It just is what it is. And I honestly feel that it is unfair to do this segment and place blame on any woman, any mother that is doing her best to raise her children, girls and boys, the best way that she knows how without help without guidance and sometimes you you have help and guidance but it's not necessarily the right help and guidance that you need or that your child needs and unfortunately this is what we see a lot in the black community and it's awful it's terrible and then we have men that um here's the thing no matter how you were raised as adults every adult has to do the work to set themselves on the path that they want in adulthood, period. So no matter how toxic or abusive your childhood was, that you didn't have control over. But once you reach adulthood, you have complete and total control over the course of your life from then on. You can definitely transition out of all of that toxic and negative um, upbringing and environment, but you have to do the work. So I'm never going to condone grown men blaming a single parent for the state that they are currently in because that's all on the individual. I get that, yes, maybe they were at a disadvantage because they were treated a certain way or taught things or not taught things. But once you realize that you're at that disadvantage, it is up to you to develop that area of your life, to relearn it, to deprogram from it. it the, the responsibility then lies on that grown man to recognize that, hey, my upbringing wasn't the best and I don't know the things that I should know as a man. And in return, I've been treating the women in my life inappropriately. And once that light comes on, there is no longer an excuse for you to blame anybody for your current state. Now you have to do the work. And a lot of times we raise our daughters to do the work because we know what that means. But we don't raise our sons to do the work. And sometimes and a lot of times we raise our daughters to do the work on themselves. And then we teach them to then work on the man. And we never hold that man accountable for his own self work. And that has to happen in the black community, period. Because we can discuss where single moms fall short and that needs to be discussed so that other single moms that hear it can self-assess and then change the course of their parenting. So that needs to happen. But after that happens, that conversation is for the younger generation, the children that are being brought up. That conversation is not for grown men to place blame on mothers. That's not what, what this situation is about. And it's definitely not to point the finger at single mothers while the absentee father gets away scot-free. It is unfair. It is grossly unfair 
that so many women in the black community are left to be single moms and to raise children that they did not lay down and have on their own. It's grossly unfair. And then it's unfair that these same men continue to lay with women and reproduce and procreate and create multiple broken families. And then they get a pat on the back because they pick their kids up every once in a while. While that single mom is neglected in her emotions, she's neglected in physical health, she's neglected in time and attention there's no time for self-care there's no time for her to heal there's no time for her to restructure she has to once she has that baby and that man has left her sole existence now is to keep her and her children afloat and it is unfair that that woman has to carry the burden of what should be shared by two people even when you go to work you can lose your job for doing a two-person job on your own. We understand it in the work environment. Something is too big for one person to live. You cannot touch it until both parties are available, until both people are there. Something requires two signatures. You cannot open the paperwork until somebody else is there to watch you, to help you, to make sure that you're doing it correctly, and to sign off on it. We understand it in business. We understand it in work. We understand it when we're at the gym and lifting weights and that you need a spotter and that it takes two people for certain things. We completely understand it then. But we don't understand it as it pertains to the life of a, of a child, of children, of individuals. We don't understand that it takes two present people working towards the same goal of raising this child that's what it takes period and for the for men for males for guys to be patted on the back for showing up every once in a while and never uplifting that mother who is at war every day with society with other men with women with people's perceptions of them who's at war every day of her life just to provide for her family we are screwed up as a society we're screwed up and then we cannot rightfully come back and expect that single mama to carry all of the burden of raising that child and then throw shame on her for adult males not turning out the way that we think they should. So I don't mind discussing the topic. I don't mind discussing where things went wrong. I don't mind discussing single moms and how some of us who have never had um, male counterparts or I don't have brothers. I don't. I, I wouldn't know how to raise a man, a, a boy. I wouldn't. And I don't mind discussing that. But I will not leave this conversation without saying that being a single mom is a war that most people don't acknowledge and they don't get credit for. It never ends. There's never peace time when you're a single mom. It's always you and your babies on your back against the world. There's never a break. So for the single moms that are out there doing it, the best you know how I love you. I love you. I respect you. I see your struggle. I see it. You are a warrior. Don't give up. You can't give up. But don't hold your head down either. You pick yourself up. You hold yourself up. If you are struggling, there are resources out there. I'm actually, you know what? I'll come back with the resources and things to help single moms in whatever area that they need. 
And I'll say this before I leave. There are some men out there that are carrying this single parent burden also. For you guys that I I understand the single parent struggle. I don't know what it will be like for a man, a single man to be trying to raise daughters. I don't know what that struggle is like. So if you're out there and you want to tell your story or let us know what that's like so we can find resources for you or really just come together in the community to help each other out, then definitely hit me up on my social media, on my Facebook, um, IG, I'm Brooks. Brooks Neely, like TikTok, whatever, reach out to me because I do understand that there are single men out there with children that have picked up the mantle of being both mom and dad. For those men, I absolutely commend you. You have my utmost respect. And I'm just, I'm going to end the segment with that, but You guys, we've got to change the way we view single moms, the way we treat single moms. And men, I implore you, stop making babies with women you're not going to be with. Be with them first. Marry them first. And that takes vetting. That takes her being more than a pretty face or a hot body. Make sure these women that you're laying down with are women that you want to have your children. And not a temporary fix to scratch an itch. Be more selective in where you plant your seed. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox with that. I love you guys. Thank you guys for listening to me. We're going to have more topics. I'm going to have more guests, more friends. It's going to get hot in here sometimes. So, you know, put on the sunblock <laughs> and stick with me. I love you guys. This has been What Brooks Thinks. And I will see you next time, family.